All right, starting Megillah Daf Tezvav, Bezrus Hashem. So we are the fifth wide line down. Amar of Nachman, Malachi Ze Mordechai. So we're off a little off on a tangent over here. Today's Gemara is going to go off on a tangent a few times. Um, we'll still continue with the uh, Megillah. So Amar of Nachman, Malachi Ze Mordechai. Malachi is. So we have this person in Navi named Malachi. Who is he? Ze Mordechai. Malachi. Why do you call him Malachi? Because he was, he was uh, second to the king. He was the uh, primary aide to the king. Okay? And the Marsha says he was important as to the king as a Malach. Okay? Then in other words, he was very, he was Mishnah He was very, very important to the king. Baruch ben Okay, so now we're going to come to challenge this, this uh, statement that Mordechai is Malachi. We're going to say it's impossible. We're going to ask it to you. Meisbe, Baruch ben Nuraya so we're going through a list of people. A list of all the different, different individuals that said Nevuah in the second year of Daryavish. And who do we see on that list? Both Mordechai and Malachi. So it can't be that Mordechai is Malachi. There must be two different people. Tiyofta. Tanya, Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha, Malachi ze Ezra. In fact, Malachi is Ezra. Malachi Shemai. By the way, just so you know, his name isn't really Ezra. His name is really Malachi. Amar Rab Nachman, Mestaber Kamad Amar Malachi ze Ezra. Okay, that it makes sense. Why? Dechsev. The pasuk says Benavias Malachi Bagda Yehuda Yehuda betrayed Vitayev Anasis Sabi Yisrael, and then abomination was done. Rishlaim Kichal Yehuda. Why? What was this? What was this betrayal and abomination? Kichal Yehuda. Kodesh Hashem, Asher Ahab Ubal Basel Nechar. That what is it that that Kodesh Hashem, the the whole the the Yidden, Asher Ahab Ubal Basel Nechar, that they married non-Jewish women. Okay, now so that was the betrayal that's recorded in Malachi and Uman Afresh Nashim Nachrias. Who was the one that solved that problem? Who 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 um, separated? non-Jewish women from the Bnei Yisrael. That, in fact, was Ezra. He said, He came and said, we did a mal, right? We did a very bad thing that we went ahead and we took foreign women, we took non-Jewish women. And we see so from the fact that the Navi Malachi was complaining about it and Ezra was the one who did something about it. So it must be that the one who complained about it, or the one who did something about it, was probably the one who would have complained about it. Everybody else seemed to be uh, kind of going along with it. Okay. Now back to Taner Abanan. Arba Nashim There were four beautiful women in the world. Sarah, Rachav, Abigail, and Esther. Those were the four most beautiful women. Right? Who said that Esther was a green. She, in fact, was not so pretty. But rather, there was a chut shel chesed that was moshach. Copy her, that there was a special chain that she had, but she wasn't really pretty. So, ma'pek Esther, ma'il vashti. You have to take out Esther, you have to put in vashti. And the question, Taisus asks, is kasha ma'il chashiv chava? Why not? Why wasn't chava in there? And we say, because, um, adam. You want to know how pretty chava was? That sorrow was considered one of the four most beautiful, was like a monkey compared to chava. So Taisus answers, he says, We're only, okay, Shechava was created by God, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna give, we're not gonna say that she was one of the four, she just doesn't count. It's not, it's an unfair advantage. Okay, as opposed to the rest that came from a woman. Okay, Tan Rabbanon, Rachav Bishma Zinsa. Someone says the name Rachav, Rachav, just by saying the name, 
you can be zinsa. And what Rashi explains here is that okay, that it'll get somebody uh, in the mindset of znus. Yal bekoila, and I think it's coming to say lafuke, right? And we're going to have this in a second. We said rachav rachav miyan nikri. So saying rachav once, right? Tanarabana rachav bishma zinsa. That gets you all into the znus mood by just saying the name once. But if you say it twice, then nikri. Okay, yal bekoila. Yal, if you yal, if you hear her voice, so bekoila. We're gonna that's that's with her voice. Abigail bischiraso with a men, with with remembering, right? Remembering her. Michal mashal b'riyasa by seeing her. Okay, that gets you all into the mood for Taiva. Amar Rav Yitzchak Kol Oimer Rachav Rachav Mi Anikri. If you say Rachav twice, then you become a carry. Amar Rav Nachman Ana Amina Rachav Rachav Olei Echbas This happened to me. I said Rachav Rachav, and nothing happened. So Amar right. So what are you saying, Mi Anikri? Amar Lei. So he responded to him. He said. Uh, Rav Yitzchak responded to him. Nachman Ki Kamina Biyaduav Makira. When you know her, right? When you know her, and you recognize her. Now, if you remember, Taisus uh, on. Tainus. This is Tainus, right? Tainus and Tainus, we had this. Tainus and Tainus said, what is Yadua Makira? Tainus Daf Hey said, Yadua Shabbalau Makira Shiroi. So, that you were Baalau, right? She was, she was a Zaina, so you were Baalau. And Makira, that is when it's going to cause somebody to be Mian Nikri. Okay? Rashi there just said, Hainanam Makira. That is the Makira port. Point that uh, uh, you just have to be makira, but Taisus went a little step further. Okay, back to the Megillah. Mordechai yodas kol asher naasa. Okay, so Mordechai now figures out what happened that uh, Achashverosh sold the sold the Jews to Haman, and in fact didn't even sell them. Right, Haman gave him the money, and Achashverosh said, "Keep your money." Right, that was what we said. Keep your money. That's fine. We're we're aligned on this. So Mordechai yodas kol asher naasa. My Amar. So what did he say? So it said, right? He cried out. What was he crying out? So Amarav, he cried out, Amar Gava Haman Meachashverish. Okay? Or, or he said that Haman is worse than Achashverish. That's what he was crying out. That we thought we had to be concerned about Achashverish. He paused the building of Esamikdash and he, he was no friend of the Jews. Oh boy, we thought we had it bad. Just see what's coming up, coming up now. Bishmuel Amar, Gavar Malka Ilami Malka Tata. And this was Lush and Kinoi. What, what he was, the Gemara is not recording the way it actually was said, but rather what he was saying was that it it's appears based on the events that have occurred that the, uh, the Kayach of the Melech down here is stronger than the Kayach of the Melech up there. That he's able to overpower, the Melech over here is able to overpower the Melech up there. But Tizchachal HaMalka Ma'oyd. And that Esther was, she felt faint. And she was That uh, the, she was so distressed that she needed to um, empty her bowels. Okay, so Esther calls Hasach. And, uh, right, so to tell her what's going on. Right, to go approach Mordechai. To say, Right, so... Um, she goes to, uh, um, so who is Hasach that Esther summoned? That is Daniel. Why do we call her Hasach? Why, why do we call Daniel Hasach? That at the time of Achashverosh, he was demoted. He was cut down from his position in the previous, uh, under Belshazzar, when he, under the previous reign of Belshazzar, so... Um, he was a very important person, and so too in Dayarvesh's time, okay, and, and Kairish as well, that he was an important, um, he was an important advisor to the king, but he was uh, demoted, okay, 
He didn't. He was demoted by the new administration. He was chatcha migdulas shmuel amr shekol dibrei malchus nechtachan al pid. No, it was the other way. That he was very important. That anything, anything that the melech needed to be done was nechtachan. It was cut on on his word. Right. He he was he was the one who was the chief advisor. Okay. Ladas malzev al mazeh amr rabbi yitzchak sholcholoi. Okay. So what's going on? Ladas malzev al mazeh. So sholcholoi. She's Esther sent. To Mordechai, why, why are we getting such a, a terrible decree that Haman is able to be successful to try to destroy the Jews? So she was referring to that maybe, you know why? Maybe they had time for Kali Yisrael to do tshuva. Maybe they were over on the Hamisha Chom That's Malzeh, Al Malzeh, coming from the Pasuk of Mizeh, Mizeh, Hank Now, so what happened? So, um, they told Mordechai what Esther said. Daniel did not go back to Esther to respond what Mordechai said. So we see that when there's bad news, so you don't come, you don't want to be the deliverer of bad news. Meaning that Esther, Esther says, I'm not going to the king. Okay, I'm not going to the king. It's too dangerous. Okay, she says, and then um, uh, I'm not going to the king. And therefore, Daniel didn't want to go deliver the bad news to Mordechai. So she had to send a different messenger. So originally the messenger that she summoned to send to Mordechai was Daniel. And Mordechai comes back and says, okay, and you've got to go, right? You've got to go to the king. And she says, I'm not going. I'm not going. And then, right, and then Mordechai sends to her, Mordechai says that, okay, so now what happens? So she agrees. So what does she say? Okay, go gather all of the Yehudim that are in Shushan. So what does it mean in Shalei Chadas? That until this point, I was always in Oynes. Esther says, I was summoned by Achashosh. I didn't have a choice. All right, a famous Gemara, Esther Karkoelam. Okay. Now I'm going to go on my own volition. Okay, just that finish. Now I'm going to be done. I'm going to be ushered to you because, okay, in, in Ashish Yisrael, that is Nensa, Rashi says, is Muteris Labala. But now she's going to be Baratzain, and now she's going to be ushered to Mordechai. We saw in the previous Dafim that she jumped from one to the other. Now she was no longer an Oynes. She's going Baratzain. Okay, very complicated as far as how you work out Esther Karka Elam and what she was allowed, what she wasn't allowed. How is saving Kal Yisrael not going to be considered an Oynes? She's going, okay, it's the act versus what's going to happen anyways, but very complicated. So good. But Tysus does ask one question over here and he says, I don't understand. Why, why couldn't Esther just go ahead? Why couldn't Mordechai just give Esther a get? Now, if she gives her a get, so then... She's, yeah, you're right. So she's, 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 uh, she's being nivola to a guy, but she, you're only Nasser to your original husband if you get remarried. If, you don't, if the woman doesn't get remarried, the husband gives the wife a get, and she goes off and she sleeps with whoever. And then he's still allowed to remarry her. It's only, you only allowed to take back if, there was, if, if, you, if the woman got remarried was again. So no, it wasn't, no, he wasn't a Kayin. So Tysus answers, you couldn't do that because, again, you have to remember that all eyes were on Esther. She was the queen. A get creates, a get requires Adem. Adem 
right? Once, once it's no longer a secret, once the secret's out, that's, that's going to be a danger. Queen Elah killed if, she finds, if the king finds out that she's really married to Mordechai. So Mordechai couldn't give her a get because it ate him, and then everybody would know. He says, Okay, and that was going to put the whole Hatzal of Kali Yisrael in jeopardy. They couldn't take that chance. Um, Mordechai, Amarav, Okay, so in Vayavar Mordechai, Vayask, Cholacher Tzibsa, love Esther, right? Esther said, go fast. And Mordechai goes, he carries out the mission. What does it mean by Yavar Mordechai? Amarav, Shehevir, Yemishan, Shal Pesach, Betainus. It means it was the first day of Pesach. And he was heavier, Betainus, meaning that he didn't keep the Yantif. He, Vayavar Mordechai, he passed over the Yantif because he fasted the whole day because of the Gzeira of, of Haman. Ushmuel, Amar, Da'avar Arkuma Demaya. It doesn't mean that he passed in Tainus, but rather means he went to the other side of the water. Now, it's interesting here, the Mepharshim speak out the Alshech and the Malbim, uh, just in fundamental understanding of the geography, or just, it's, it's really fundamental to understanding the perm when you read through the Megillah. Many times we say Shushan Habira, and other times we say Shushan. So what is Shushan? Ish Yehudi Haya B'Shushan Habira. There was a Jewish man in Shushan Habira. What, what are we coming to say? That Shushan Habira was the royal there was two Shushans. There was the city of Shushan, and then there was Shushan Habira, which was the royal residence. That's where the palace was. So that's where the royal, all the officials were, the seat of power. And what is Arkuma de Maya? He went to pass over the other side of the water. That Because it was capital city, like in ancient capital cities, it was fortified how? By a moat. So it had a river around it. Okay, and that is the Jews lived in Shushan. That's the city of Shushan. So if you go through the Megillah, you'll find many instances where it says Bishushan Habira that there was that there was uh, the decree was issued in Shushan Habira, but only Mordechai knew why because he was the only Jew in Shushan Habira. Was only he was the Jew. He was the Jew, part of the royal. He was the only Jew in the royal city, meaning on the in the on the inside. The rest of the Jews lived in the capital city of Shushan, which was where the, the residence, right? That wasn't where the king was. That's, that was on the other side of the river. So what it's saying is that the Avar Arkuma Demaya Rashi says that what did he do? He went to go He went to go get the uh, the Yidin that were on the second side of the river to go to, to get them in on the fasting. So he had to cross out of the royal city Shushan Abira into the city of Shushan to go get the Jews. So now was the third day. Esther was wearing Malchus. She's going to go approach the king. It should have said, why did it say Vatolbash Esther Malchus? She's wearing Malchus. What does that mean? Big day Malchus Yibayle. So this refers to the Gemara we had earlier when we said that there were seven Nevi Ois, there were seven prophetesses. Okay, one of them was Esther. We, we had this. Amr Rebbe Lazar, Amr Rebbe Chanina, Malamit Shalav Shal Ruach HaKodesh. That she wore Ruach HaKodesh. Ksiv Hacha Vatolbash, to Ksiv Hasam, Ruach Lov Shal Es Amosai. Okay, now we're going to go, we quoted Rebbe Lazar, Amr Chanina, so now we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Okay, that a birchas hedyet, a regular person, should not be, um, um, should not be uh, a kawa, right? Should not be taken lightly. That there were two gedolei hadar that got a bracha from two regular people, meaning two not so special people. So Aravna was a non-Jewish king. So you got a bracha from Aravna. Aravna Okay, he said. Um, and two, whatever, whatever was going on over there, but two psukim later, the Pasuk says, So we see that the bracha of Aravna was able to stop the, whatever Magefa was going on at that time, but we see a birchas kala 
to David, uh, right? A birchas hedyet, sorry, a birchas hedyet should not be called because it, it can still be effective. It can still be effective. Daniel, the baruchah dar yavish. Okay, so what happened over there? So again, we said that Daniel, right? He trans he transcended many. Uh, he, he served during many different administrations. We said before that he served during Daryavish. According to one shot, he was Chatach Migdulasai by Achashverish. So Daryavish, this is Darius 1, the first Daryavish, earlier. Um, so what happened was, Daniel's enemies hatched a plan to destroy him. They convic- convinced the king to put in some sort of thing that uh, for 30 days, no one can dive into anyone other than the king. Right? We have to focus on national. It's a moment of national u- unity. We have to make sure that all tefillos are going to be to the king. Only the king can save us. Okay, Daniel, of course, Davin Tashem. And uh, therefore, Daryavish, essentially, based on his own law, was forced to throw him, famous story, into the lion's pit. However, Daryavish, he was, he, had, he was forced to, right? He didn't really, I mean, this was the rule. He couldn't publicly take somebody not following the rule, so he had to throw him in. However, while he's throwing him in, he gives him the bracha, the chsiv, alahech diant, palach lei, that God that you serve, bitadira, uh, you should always be available to save you. He should always listen to you. So he was giving, Daryavish was giving Daniel a bracha, and what happened? Okay, he did get saved, in fact. So we see that, that Birchas Hedyot should not be kala, that you have to take it seriously. The klala, so too, the klala of a Hedyot should not be taken lightly. Okay, Avimelech cursed out Sarah. What did he say? Uh, what did he say to Sarah? This is after when, when, he, when, he, when he took her okay, and, and released her back to Avram. He said, referring to Avram, that Avram will be okay, or, okay, that, or, or that the money that I'm giving you is right? look away money okay, for the fact that I captured you. That, that in fact, um, Sarah's children, descendants, referring to Yitzchak, Okay, that, it was, ended up, right, Avimelech gave him a, it was, it was giving Sarah a curse that this should be eye covering. So we see that it was Neskayim Bizarra that Yitzchak had, was blind, that was essentially his eyes were covered. Another member of Lazar Mechanina, that we should see that the Midas HaKadosh Baruch was not like a human. Midas Basar Vedam, Adam Shefis Kedera, so if he wants to store water, what does he do? Or he wants to put water in him. So he'll put the pot down. And then he'll put the water in. However, he works the other way. First, HaKadosh Baruch created Mayim. Okay, then first he created water. Water came first and then came the clouds later. Okay, the clouds that officially hold the water. So he created the water first. Fine. Someone who says over something in the name of the person who said it, maybe right? Where do we see this from? Back to the Megillah. We see this coming from Mordechai that that um, that set up, that set in motion all the events that we're going to see. That Mordechai saved Big Son Viseresh, and since Esther recorded it, had Esther taken the credit for it or just said, "I heard it on the street." Okay, and not said it b'shem Mordechai, then Mordechai wouldn't have been to Gedula, and then, you know, we wouldn't have had that, uh, you know, the Gula. So we see it brings the Gula. Tzadik avad l'dayrei. Tzadik avad. If a tzadik is lost, l'dayrei avad. It's a loss for the entire, the entire um, uh, door. Masha adam sh'avdolei margolius. Right, that if a person loses a pearl, kom akam she'hi margolius shema. Shama, sorry. So, uh, wherever the pearl is. So if you have a very precious diamond, okay, if you lost it, you dropped it somewhere, 
It's not really lost. Okay, it's lost from you. You can't find it. But no one's going to just like ignore it. Someone's going to pick it up and take it. So what we mean is that it's never really lost. It will be claimed. It won't remain unclaimed. Okay, Ella, right? So, so Komakam Shehi Mar Goliath Shama, wherever the pearl, whatever the, the precious pearl is, like Abdel Labayla, the Chose, right? So we see that, in other words, something that's very precious doesn't get lo- something that doesn't get uh, lost. And what we're saying here is that so too a tzaddik is lost to his dar, meaning it's a loss for the bailam, loss for the dar, but the tzaddik will still get his reward. Right? So what does Haman say? He goes ahead and he sees Mordechai B'Shah HaMelech. And he says, All this is not worth it for me. That Haman sees Mordechai standing or sitting at the entrance of the king's, okay, of the palace. This wasn't just a simple thing of Haman seeing Mordechai. There was, there was, there was something else going on over here. That Mordechai acted towards Haman, which means a position of wealth. Okay? Basically, Mordechai took the, the, the position of, I own you, Haman. Okay? And every time Haman had to see it, Mordechai walked by like, I own you. You think you're so special? I own you. Right? The famous story of Ezeba Prusbuti that Haman basically would come back and say, Oh, really? Where's the money you gave me? Now, what happened was they went to war, they had money, Haman was in debt. Okay, they were given money by the king to fight a war, and the Medrash brings down, they were given money by the king, and Haman squandered his money. He had to come and uh, borrow money. He wanted to borrow money from Mordechai. Mordechai said, I'm not lending you money. If you want, I'll give, it to you. I'll give you money, and you can be my slave. And Haman said, okay, he had no choice. He had to, he had to carry out the king's mission. So either way, okay, Haman uh, was officially supposed to be Mordechai's slave. So Haman's basically saying, like, I don't know, they made you in charge? Like, you're my slave. And Haman said, really? You think I'm your slave? Where's the money you gave me, right? I don't see, a, I don't see a transaction. So, right, um, and therefore, so th- that was the power struggle that was going on. Amarav Papa, the Karule people called Haman, but the story got out. People call, called him Lay. Karule pe- people called Haman Avda the Mizabin Bitalme, the the uh, the servant that was sold for for loaves of bread. Okay, fine. That Haman used to keep his uh, personal uh, financial statement, his personal balance sheet, right, right, right etched into his, uh, right, and he used to keep it in his chest, chest pocket, and he had a little notebook, right, he used to keep it, and he knew exactly where he was holding. And he pointed to that and said, I'm worth uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, not worth it for me. Okay, um, again, back to memories of Rabbi Lazar and Okay, so in the future, a little bit off on a tangent over here. Uh, the Shechina will be a crown on the head of every Tzadik. Right, that is a, a crown of Tzvi and a headband of glory. Sephiris is a headband of glory. Who is he going to be? What is the Shechina going to be on the head of every tzaddik? Who is he going to, the Shechina going to be a glory for? That is, that is for to those that do the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and And those are Metzapa, right? They, they hope for his Teferis, right? The splendor of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yochol HaKol, Tamar So you might think this will apply to everybody. Tamar No, Lashar Ami, only to a 
a remnant of my people, meaning a limited, uh, limited, right, limited uh, opportunity. To someone who makes himself look shirayim, meaning, and I think this means that to somebody who makes himself as if he doesn't matter, I'm just extra. Yeah, I need to eat, but what's my ikra avayda? Yeah, I need to eat, I need to sleep. What's my ikra avayda? I make myself kishirayim. Yeah, I have to a little bit, but what's the ikra? The ikra is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, and now the Pasa continues with the Ruach Mishbat. What does that mean that, that, that the Shechina is going to be uh, Torah? So for the Ruach Mishbat, who is that referring to? Dan Zehadon is Yitzray. That's somebody who judges his Yitzray, okay? Um, somebody who sits on Mishpat, who is that when the Pasuk says that, what's referring to? That's somebody who's done din emes, the Gvura, the Pasuk continues, again, that the Shechina will be an Atara for those that conduct themselves with Gvura. Who is that? Somebody that is Mizgabar on his Yetzer. Mishivei Melchama. Okay, what does it mean, Mishivei Melchama? Who is that referring to that the Shechina will be? For that they fight the battle of Torah. those at the gate, again, they're also going to get it. They're also going to get the, the, the Shekhinah as an Atara. Who is that referring to? When we say the gate, they wake up early and they stay late. At the, shul, at, the, at the shuls and at the Bata Midrashim. So, Amra Midas Hadin Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch So, the Midas Hadin will then approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Rebbeinu Shalom, Alma Nishtanu Elu Me'elu, Why are Bnei Yisrael any better than the Goyim? Amra HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, Yisrael Asku Batayra, Umasaylam Lai Asku Batayra, Ah, because of Bnei Yisrael, they learn Taira, and the Muslim did not. Amra Lei, so the Midas Hadin will say, Ba'an HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Gam Elu Biyayin Shogu, Uvashaychar Tohu. There's plenty of Jews who are sitting there drinking, drinking. Squandering their time drinking. So the, the Shekhinah answers, Paco Palilia. Yeah, those sinners, Paco Palilia, will go to Gehenna. Ain't Paco el Gehenna. Palilia, right, the, the Rishayim will go Paco. Ain't Paco el Gehenna. Shinem has Pasuk says, Lefuka. Lefuka is a lushan of stumbling, but it refers to Gehenna. Ain't Palilia el Dayanim. They will be judged to, right, those that, are, that squandered their time drinking, they will go stumbling off into Gehenna. Okay, Okay, back to the Megillah. So Esther's approaching the king. She stands in the Chatzar Beis Hamelach Hapnimis. Amar Levi Kivin Sheigia the Beis Hatzlamim. She reaches the uh, idol, the chamber where all of Hashvirus's idols were. And Stalkim and Ashchina, the Shechina is lost from her. Amar, what did she say? Keli Kivi Lama Azavtani. Shema atadon, why are you leaving me? Why, Shechina, why are you abandoning me? Shema atadon, I'll show you kemez va'al unis karatzen. Maybe, right, maybe you're going to consider my shagik like kemez or unis karatzen, meaning referring to the fact that I'm now approaching achash veirash, my unis, this is an unis, I'm doing it on behalf of Kal Yisrael. Maybe you're going to consider karatzen. Oy shema, or maybe, right, why are you, is it because you don't want me to continue on this mission because I'm doing something not proper? Maybe it's because I called Achashverish a kelav a dog. So what did she do? She went ahead and called Achashverish an Arye, a lion. Now what is going on over here? So, Yaakov uh, Fran showed me a, this Ostrovsker, okay, has a nice din. He comes to really explain in Parshas Noyach, we know that there's a famous thing that the lion kicked Noyach, right? So why the lion? I mean, why? Because he was late with his food. Now, if it were me and I had to feed all the animals, the last one I'd be late with is the lion's food. So what's going on? So it's a message. 
So he brings down over here that he, he contrasts, if you remember back in Yuma, we discussed that there was a difference in how the fire looked on the Mizbeach. That the fire in, in the Mizbeach Rishon was Ka'aryeh and Mizbeach Shani was Kekelev. And he says, if you look at the fundamental uh, understanding of what's the difference between a dog and a lion, a dog is a guard. He can't actually solve the problem. He can alert you that there's an intruder, right? So he'll bark, and then you'll go get your shotgun and you, you, you shoot the intruder. A lion, though, if you had a lion as a guard dog, so he would roar, and then what would he do? He would take care of the problem. Okay, that, what's the difference fundamental to this? So in the times, it's referring to the Kayach of the Mizbeach and the Beis HaMikdash in the times of the first Beis HaMikdash and the second Beis HaMikdash, then the first Beis HaMikdash, the Kayach of the Mizbeach and the Karbanas not able, won't, didn't only serve as a wake-up call for Kalei Yisrael, but they were as a chus that were actually able to save Kalei Yisrael. In the second Beis HaMikdash, it was just a wake-up call. Okay, and so too, by Noyach, he says, when we talk about a lion, that, um, that, that, that it was a lesson, that Noyach was getting kicked by a lion, meaning that Noyach went ahead and built a teva, so he was, he was like a dog, he wasn't like a lion, because he didn't actually solve, he wasn't actually Makar of the people of his dar, he just went ahead and alerted them, he said, Hashem's going to destroy the world, but he didn't actually, he wasn't a lion, he didn't solve the problem. So too over here, that Esther, what was going on, he explains, is that Esther didn't want Ahasuerus, she called Ahasuerus a dog, because, what do we say? That when Ahasuerus went ahead and took off the ring, that was, it was Miss Eirer, the, you know, mass tshuva movement, the greatest tshuva, tshuva movement in the history of Kali Yisrael. Esther said, okay, he was a dog, right? He didn't actually, it wasn't really his chus. I mean, we don't want to give him this chus for it, that he's a dog, meaning he just, it was, it was a wake-up call, right? He barked. He was like a dog. And the Kaddish Baruch said, no, for whatever reason, then no, he was actually an Arya, he was a lion. That it wasn't, this chuva wasn't that he barked, so to speak, and he was a dog, but rather he was a lion. And this was a real, Achishverosh does get credit for the chuva, And that's the change over here that she says, is, what are you upset at me about? Are you upset at me about because I'm coming, are you, are you donning me as if I'm a Ratzon? That's not my fault. Maybe, then the only other thing it could be is because I called him a dog and not an Arya, and therefore she changes it. To, to lion, right? And, that is, and that's what's going on over here. So she changes it to lion and, 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 and Esther gives the hakara and the credit goes for whatever reason HaKadosh Baruch wanted, but the credit goes to HaKadosh Baruch of being a lion and not a dog. Shouldn't it go to Haman? He's the one who came up with the whole idea. No, but it, it was, but it was Achash, it was Achash, it was, it, we, we explained yesterday, we explained yesterday, the Hasaras Tabaas, the, the removal of the ring of Achashverosh, wasn't just, there was always been bad actors, we can always find bad people, but it was Achashverosh giving Haman the ring, that basically said, okay, you're in charge from now on. That was what, it, that's what really, because at that point, Kaleistral recognized that they, they had no options. That, you know, it's normally, if, if what, what is the Tabaas, we explained this in the previous show, the Tabaas, is, is, is a stamp, right? That means it can't be changed. That when Ahasuerus gave it, and that's why it was such a big deal, what did it say later on the miracle? It said, It wasn't just giving rings, well, we're giving nice things, it's ceremonial, you get the presidential cufflinks, no. That the, the tabas is essentially what's, all the ability for the, for the king to issue edicts and things all have to be signed and sealed. So when he went ahead and gave it to Haman, he was basically telling the Jews, so you, he's in charge. I'm no longer in charge. I can't do anything because it needs the stamp that he's now holding. Okay. So, the Melech sees Esther. There were three Malachi Asheris that came to help Esther. 
one lifted up her neck, one that gave her, right, now this, this was a big, bold move by the, by the queen going to approach the king, going to Esther to go approach Achashverosh, that she needed that extra chut shel chesed. Right? The king didn't really necessarily want to stretch out the scepter. So one that stretched it out. The comma. How much was the scepter, king's scepter, stretched? It was two amas. So it was two amas scepter. Achashverosh wasn't really approaching her and saying, you could have it. Okay? Stretched it out. And it's elongated to 12. Some say up to 16. Some say 24. It went all the way from 2 to 60. So too, the amasa, right, the arm, right, we just had in this parasha again, the arm of Basparai was also 60 amas. So too, the teeth of Rishayim. The Pasuk says, You will break. However, break, It'll be lengthened. Okay, Rabbi Bar Ufrin, Amram Rishem Rabbi Lazar, Shesham Rabbi, Rabbi Rabbi Masayim, that it was stretched 200. Now, either way, the Marsha explains that because it says, what, is, what does it say? It doesn't say, Vatiga b'sharvet that Esther touched the king stretched out the sharvet and Esther touched the sharvet doesn't say that it says vatiga b'roish hasharvet so we see here that the roish of the sharvet was extended and that's why we're learning that it was extended it was some sort of nace from the fact that it said that she touched the roish hasharvet and not the sharvet itself so Esther said the king says to Esther what do you want until half the kingdom it should be done only half the malchus. So I'm not giving you the whole thing, and I'm not giving you something that divides the malchus. So my nihu binyan beis hamikdash, binyan beis hamikdash, that always sits in Eretz Yisrael, uh, historically sits between the the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Okay, I'm not giving you that. Okay, so Esther says, I would like the king and Haman to come to the Mishnah. Why did Esther invite Haman to the, to the feast? Rabbi Lazar Amar, Pachim She was setting a trap. Shinemar, because we see that the Yishulchanam Lefneim Lepach, that we see that the enemy's table serves as a trap. So she was inviting him as a trap. No, this is something she learned from Beis Abba Shinemar. In Rav Sainecha, you know what you do if your enemy is hungry? Hachilu Lechem, feed him. Okay, that's the best way. To beat him. No, she wanted to keep him close because, like this, Haman, his popularity was on the rise. She was afraid that if I keep him close and I invite him to all the royal functions, if he gets special inside access, then he's not going to rebel. Otherwise, he's going to rebel. And since he's doing so well, if what's going to happen if he's going to rebel? He's going to defeat Achashverosh, and then we're going to have problems. I'm not going to be able to overturn the agreement. Yehuda, Emer, right? So she was trying to create any, uh, uh, right, dispel any suspicion that she might be a Jew, <laughs> if Haman just decreed that the Jews are going to die, so, and, and she's inviting him, so for sure she's not Jewish. Then no, it was different. That what was the reason? Because it was for the Jews. We didn't want the Jews to think that they should have uh, misplaced confidence. We wanted them to daven. Again, this was a big tshuva movement. And if they're going to say, don't worry, Okay, we have a queen there. She'll take care of us. Oh, whoa, what's going on? She's inviting Haman to a meal? Oh boy, now we're really in trouble. She's turned on us. Okay? They're not going to ask for Rachem. You want to know why? Of the old adage, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. She wanted to keep Haman closer. That maybe that Esther was doing to Rachem. We have many different reasons why she was inviting Haman. And um, that uh, um, 
that, uh, you know, that Kaddish Baruch Hu, she was trying to show a Kaddish Baruch Hu that I'm bringing, Rashi has two shatim, either I'm being Mekareves, the enemies of Klai Yisrael, so, so you should, you know, to, to, get, to get extras chosim, or, okay, that you should see that I have to be chanfa myself to this Rasha Haman, okay, so again, to be Ma'ir Rachim, Rabbi Shua Menkarcha Omar Azbir Loipanim, that I am going to, okay, I'm going to show him extra special favor, Kadesh Yahareg Huvihi. So Esther basically was trying to incite Ahasuerus' jealousy. So what I'm going to invite to a private intimate meal, I'm going to invite Haman. What does it look like? It looks like me and Haman have something going on. So Ahasuerus will kill me and I'll kill Haman. Okay, I'm going to die, but I'm only to fall on the sword. At least, at least if we kill Haman, then they'll be saved. That Ahasuerus was a, a uh, he was fickle. He changed his mind frequently. And therefore, in order, right, if I, it's if I go ahead and Ahasuerus tells me privately, we have a private meal and says, okay, don't worry, I'll take care of Haman. Haman's not there. So then, right, it's going to, who says it's going to stick? Yet, with all these Pshatim, we still need Maidi. That why did Esther invite Haman? Because she wanted to arouse jealousy in Haman, of Haman, in, in the king and in all the officers, right? So if there were whole officers of the court and all of a sudden only Haman's getting invited, they're all going to be jealous of him. So she was trying to build consensus against Haman. Rabba Amar, Lefnei Shever Goyim. Okay, bigger they are, the harder they fall. So before we smack him down, we want to lift him up. Okay? So he's trying to, uh, Esther was trying to parallel the Midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Lefnei Shever, before we destroy, Goyim, we lift him up. Abai, Rabbanam Tarbayu, Bechaymim Oshis Es Mishtehem. Okay, that, um, that we see that again, that that this is talking about Belshazzar, that how did Belshazzar, as we're following what happened, Belshazzar, when, when did he get destroyed in the middle of his Suda? So too, I'm going to invite Haman to his Suda and that'll be the reason for his downfall. So Rabbi Bar Avavua finds Eliyahu and he says, tell me, I want to know of all these reasons. I'm like, Kiman, Chazya, Esther, Ba'avdahachi. Which one of these reasons is correct? We have, what, somewhere around 10 reasons as why Esther invited Haman. You know what he says? Haman like, Kulu, Tanai, the Kulam, and Ki Kulam, and Kulam, and they're all correct. These were all in Esther's calculations. Okay, so Haman goes and tells his advisors, his wife and his advisors, how he has Roiv Banov, right? What is Roiv Banov? Marsha, right, where he says, what is he boasting about his abundance of children? Okay, what does that mean, Roiv Banov? If it was just 10, like we find that Saras B'nei Haman, 10 is a fairly normal number. And remember, they have pre-contraception days, okay? 10 was a normal number. That's not a crazy number. He's saying, I had so many kids. How many did he have? So, Amar Le Rav Lamed, he had 30. Asara Mesu Vasara Nitlu Vasara Machzir Nal He really had 30. 10 died, okay? 10 were hung. And ten were reduced to paupers. There were actually seventy. So ten died, ten were hung, and seventy ninety kids. A lot of kids. That it was seventy. It says is gematria two oh eight. Frek the gemara v'roiv b'gematria mosin bar beis. It's two fourteen. So the gemara said havu. Amar of Nachum bar Yitzchak v'roiv ksiv as rav. It was written chaser without the bav. So if you take v'rav, it's two oh eight. That's how many children he had. That's when he when he said v'roiv banav. He meant to say that he had two hundred eight children. The king could not sleep. Amar of Tanchum. Another dashnasi malka shel oylam. Okay. Um, Rabbanon, right, that the Kaddish Baruch Hu was up, Kaviyachal, up awake. Rabbanon, number, not to do a yon, not to tachtainim. 
that they were um, they were interceding. The the Yoyinim were interceding on behalf of Klal Yisrael. That everybody, this was a sleepless night for everybody. Rava Amr Shnas. No, really, we're talking about Shinas Hamelach. Achashverosh Bamis. We're talking about the king himself couldn't sleep. Nafalei Milsa Bedaite. It's not bothering. It's like I don't understand. Why did Esther Amr might to come on Dezimta Esther Lahama? Why did Esther invite Haman? That's so strange. Okay. Dilma Eitzah Kashakli Elaya Dahu Gavra. Maybe they're conspiring to kill me. And he said like this, okay, now let's say that's true. They must be killing me. They must be trying to conspire to kill me. No one has mercy. No one's going to come to have a ideally. No one's going to come tell me about this plot to overthrow me. You know why? It must be because I'm not a bar karasat. Maybe I did something for someone, never, never gave them their due. What did he then say? So this is how he got there. How did he get to bring in the Sefer Zechrenos? Because he was worried there must be some sort of conspiracy and I should have friends. Why don't I have any friends? Did I not do anything good for somebody that they would owe me a favor? Doesn't anybody owe me a favor? Okay, let me see. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't, maybe I didn't pay someone their due and then beyond by Yemelahavi Yasef HaZechrenos to be a young by Yukon Nikraim Elamej Shenikraim Elam. The Yu Nikraim means that they it read they read out from itself. Okay, and we'll continue from here, kind of right in the middle, but we'll pick up tomorrow. No time for review.